Hi friend, and welcome to the Lemonade Legacy Podcast. My name is Megan, your host, and I am so glad that you're here. I wish we were having coffee together right now, and that would be just the best. But for now, I am so thankful we have this. I'm just an ordinary girl in the trenches of real life, sharing encouragement along the way. But this isn't just about me. It's about all of us women locking arms and walking this journey of life together. Here you will hear stories of women facing all kinds of real life stuff and how to keep walking even when those life lemons are super bitter. Real women, real stories to encourage you, empower you, and call us all to embrace our destinies. Taking all of life's lemons and making the sweetest lemonade and creating a legacy that lasts and lasts. I hope you know you are so loved and get ready to be changed. Hey there, friend. I am so excited about this interview we're about to jump into. I know it's going to be so amazing. It's one of my sweetest friends. But before I do that, I just want to encourage you. There are a couple of things that you can do to help me out and also to be even more connected to everything the Lemonade Legacy has to offer and continue to share this encouragement with women all over. So the first thing is, this is for your benefit. You can go to meganrichards.com, which will be a link for it, and you can get your free seven-day devotional by subscribing. When you subscribe, all that means is you get a free seven-day devotional written by women just like you and me. It is amazing. It will be amazing, and it's completely free. And you'll be able to stay in the know of all the newest and latest podcasts and interviews that I'm doing with women just like you and me. And so you want to be connected. And also, word on the street is I do some giveaways every now and then. So you'll want to be connected there at MeganRichards.com. Subscribe, get your free devotional, and stay connected to all that's going on. The second thing that would be amazing, the whole point of this is to be a community of women who are just sharing this with other women. And so the way that we do that through this podcast is leave a comment and a five-star rating and that helps more people, more women stay connected, more people see it, more women see it and they can too grab the encouragement and the value and share it with your friends. This isn't just about me. This is about all of us locking arms and doing something really amazing by encouraging women all over. The interviews of the women you're going to hear are interviews of people just in the same trench of life that you and I are in. So do those things. Subscribe to get your free devotional and find out all that's awesome coming up and to stay connected and also to give that five-star rating over on iTunes. It's going to be amazing and together we are going to change the world and encourage so many women. I love you. Let's jump in. Hey friend, welcome to the Lemonade Legacy Podcast. I'm your host Megan and I'm actually here today to interview one of my very best friends, Megan. That's right, our names are the same. (laughs) Say hi Megan. Hi everybody. (laughs) I am super excited. (laughs) Megan and I have been friends for a long time, but we'll get into that. But I am just excited that you're here. We're excited you're here and I am so excited that Megan is here to share with us today tonight, whenever you're listening to this, we are going to share about friends. And if you're on the other side, you can say amen. If you've been in a friendship or had any type of friend or (laughs) been a friend in the good and the bad, we're going to, we're just going to get down and dirty. Is that, I don't know if that's appropriate. (laughs) We're going to get down in the gritty of friends. Is that good? That's weird. Okay. Anyway, let me just stop. Um, (laughs) So, Megan, I am so excited that you're here. And so we're going to just jump right in. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's funny, guys. Um, 
we've like for 30 minutes have been asking you if we're ready and just <laughs> laughing the whole time. So mind you, just so you know, bear with us. We've been friends for a long time. So there's just a lot of random just laughing for no reason. So here we go. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're just going to dive right in. Megan, would you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell, tell us everybody about yourself. <laughs> Oh, hi, everybody. So um, I am married. I am, I don't know if you need to know my age, but I'm going to tell you anyway. (laughs) I am 31 and happily married. We've been married, my husband and I, for, um, I don't even know what, I think we're going on eight years. Yes, eight years. 30th. Yeah. I know. Um, And how long have you guys been married, Megan? Eight years. October 9th. Eight years, too. Oh, that's right. Oh, hello. You were in my wedding. Um, You were like my best, my best girl. Two weeks apart. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, and I have I have three kids. They are, um, how old are they? Three and a half, 18 or 20 months, and then a little newborn. So Frankie Lou. Frankie Lou. Yeah, <laughs> so she cute. is almost three months old. Wait, her babies have the coolest names. Okay, so tell them the oldest one. All girls. Um, yeah, Jude Estelle. Judas and then yeah. my middle one is Monroe Colette and Frankie Louise or Francis Louise. Frankie Lou. Mm. I know. You have like the coolest names. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's very, uh, like very modern-ish. Yes. They're all like, um, what's it called? Uh, when it's boy, you can do it for a boy or a girl. Oh. Girl, that word. Uh, interchangeable? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. That's, <laughs> that's not the right word. word. Okay. Enough, yeah. Interchangeable names. Yeah, they're cute, though. They're wonderful. And so, um, yeah, my husband and I have been also pastoring a church for, uh, I think, going on six years now. So crazy. And I know it's gone by really fast. And it's been a lot of fun. And then the church is doing um, amazing, by the way. You're yeah, so modest that you're just going to breeze on past that one. That's a big deal. <laughs> it is. We have a good time. And um, yeah. I'm ex- I love church. I love our church. Uh, I love all church. <laughs> Everybody's church is great. Um, I yelled really loud. I hope I didn't just hurt somebody's ears. But, um, Welcome also, to the real life. I also get to work with Megan. So we work. Oh, um, that's right. We have a little telecommute yeah, job. Digital marketing stuff. So a little side gig. And yeah, that's pretty much my life. Mom life, church life. And yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Megan and I now work together, but not really. So I live in Tampa, and she lives in Richmond, Virginia. And But we have a te- telecommute job that Megan kind of hooked me up with, which is amazing because I needed it at such a pivotal time in my life and uh, when we moved and all the things. Yeah. So now we, we get to work together, which is super cool because we can, like, message yeah. each other on there. <laughs> um, so anyway – Megan, you're amazing, and this is going to be so fun. I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay, so we just want to talk about friendship because, okay, so Megan and I have been friends for how many years? So eighth grade, right? Or seventh grade? No, since sixth grade. Sixth grade. Um, Yeah, which I don't know how many years that is. Megan's 31 and I'm 30. Yeah, so gosh, that's like 20 years. I know. What? So we've been, I was about to say we've been married. It's just, no, we've been friends for 20 years. And so 
we have an interesting friendship in a sense that like I feel like was it me I was sitting at a table by myself and you were like hey yes yes this is how we met sixth grade it's awkward anyway because it's middle school and everyone's trying to fit in and I did not fit in and I'm sitting by myself at a table and you came over and you're like what is anybody sitting here what happened (laughs) I think I was just like uh can I sit with you and (laughs) I sat down. I popped a squat. You were so nice, and um, yeah, I, I just remember you eating the food like a little bird, and and I sat down with you. You were very sweet. And then we became friends, guys. Literally from that moment on, we were friends. We were inseparable. Yes, inseparable. We literally, like we were the friends that like spend a week Megan at each Megan. other's house. Yeah, and Megan yeah. and Megan. It was so crazy. Eminem. Yeah. That's what people used to call us. Well, you left me. Do you remember? You ha- you um, left me for like a little period of time. I think you went to a different school. Oh, that's right. I went to, and yeah. To Gildersleeve? Is that right? We went to Gildersleeve. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Dude, that's crazy. And I miss you a lot because you were my only friend. <laughs> my only friend. So we're, um, doing a, we're doing a friend podcast. You can't tell people you only had one friend. <laughs> I just had one friend my whole entire life, guys. But we were good friends, y'all. We're about to tell you. <laughs> Um, what a real friend is. No, she has more friends now, obviously. But middle school's hard. It's yeah. awkward. And it was the very beginning. It was like the first day. Yeah. Yeah, it was so cool. So since then, literally inseparable. I mean, like, sleepovers every weekend. Megan probably stayed at my house, like, for weeks at a time. Like, school nights didn't matter. You know, it was a second home wherever we went. And um, we did everything together. Literally, we even went to college. Do you remember that? Like, we li- yeah. we went to the same college, and we were like, we're going to be roommates. And I remember people were like, you guys shouldn't be roommates because – Yeah, everybody told us that. Yeah, they were like, what if you, like, don't like each other or, you know, you get mad and then you're it hurts your friendship? And we're like, no, we got this. <laughs> and I feel like it was good. Yeah. It was great. I mean, like any people, we get on each other's nerves at times. So everybody sure. does that. But – um. It was great. It was like a built-in friend going into college. It was good. And then we lived together through the summer. Oh, yeah. And it was so much fun. Yeah. We are on the beach. We've been friends a long time, y'all, 20 years. So (laughs) now, over the past few years, we've not been as close physically, obviously, in location. You guys are in Richmond, and now we're in Tampa. And, you know, life changes. And so we've – but we try to stay connected how we can yeah. with with just stuff you know marco polo, marco polo. <laughs> and um if you don't have marco polo look it up yeah. and uh facetime and all the things well Game maybe I, you had an android but i think maybe you have it now i don't know wait what didn't you have I an android you didn't oh, have i still face- have android oh <laughs> oh i didn't know you could yeah, face i'm still an android lover but um yeah so i don't think we ain't nothing wrong with androids okay all right so everyone wants to know what we really want to talk about (laughs) um so okay i went on google and just typed in because i was curious as to what google would say about friends like what does the world have to say about friends and so i googled like um top things about relationship friendship relationships that people struggle with or whatever And literally, I got one of the top things was 12 things that Reader's Digest put out is like the number one thing on there. And here is what they say, that there are 12 solutions to your friendship. And so if you, this is what Reader's Digest says, if you do these 12 things, 
or if these 12 things are happening in your relationship, there might be issues. So I'm going to read them off. We're obviously not going to talk about all of them, but it's curious. It made me curious as to what the world is saying are the top 12 things and then what our thoughts are about that and what the Bible says. So, okay. So the first one is, I'm just going to breeze through these. One, broken promises. So that is a problem in relationships. Two, when things feel unbalanced, where one person shares a lot, like talks a lot about something or shares a lot of their openness and the other doesn't. Um, Three, being ghosted, which literally means like you're friends, but then they don't really follow up with you. And so you assume that you guys were really close, but you're not, maybe. (laughs) You got (laughs) ghosted. Um, Which goes in the next one, number four, which is feeling left out. I felt that. Everyone's probably felt that as a friend. Number five was scheduling conflicts, like making time to hang out with friends. Um, Number six is experience experiencing envy as a friend so jealousy Mm -hmm. with your friends um number seven i thought that was an interesting one number seven a friend breakup how to recognize when your relationships are toxic um let's see eight missing uh missing too much so like say you had a friend that is no longer wanted to be your friend and you just miss them all the time that you couldn't even make new relationships basically so like mm, you just wow. thought about them all the time to where you couldn't even really be committed to any other friendship um you're bored in the friendship like oh we just get together and do the same things talk about the same things we don't do anything new as friends um let's see you're not feeling like a priority and so you jump to conclusions as a friend and you assume things uh let's see and then not enough it's called irl do you know what irl stands for i have no idea not enough irl is not enough in real life oh dang i know so this is addressing social media like we think we have a lot of friends because we're on social media and we're like oh my gosh i have a thousand followers they're all my friends no they're probably not (laughs) (laughs) like so it's talking about like we don't have enough in real life relationships yeah. So I want to just becoming way more common, right? I just want to park on a few of those and ask you, as a friend over the years, not just with me, but as you've built friendships and now you're a pastor of a church, and so that dynamics even your pond, so to speak, is even bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's just talk about that. Like, first of all, I, what I really want to talk about is expectations that we put on friends. Like, as a friend, what is your expectation of what a real friend looks like to you? You know. Like, what do you feel like is that expectation of, what is a friend? What do you expect your friend to do? Man, um, it's kind of hard to say. I've, as you know best, Megan, um, growing up, I kind of, uh, to a fault, would do um, my own thing. And um, you were the greatest at this. You'd always call me to hang out and... um, and I was just, I don't know what it was, but I've always been in my own world, just such a homebody, such more of an introvert, maybe, yeah. in some senses. Um, and so I never, growing up, had a lot of expectations for friends. And it's only as I've gotten older, older I've understood the value of relationships, of friendships, and really understood, man, those are, I mean, that's important. That's an important part of life. It's what God expects us to to do and how we were created to be. And so, um, yeah, I, I'd say 
only in the past, like, what, since college, maybe I've really started um, valuing friendships more and understanding their, their role and importance. So all that to say, like, I didn't have, I've, in the past, I didn't have, like, really high expectations for friendships because um, I was just kind of doing my own thing. And, um, and if somebody asked me to hang out, I'd hang out. And of course, like I had you as a great friend and we had one other friend, um, <laughs> Dominique, oh, yeah. uh, who I really valued and loved. And, yeah. and so not to say I valued these relationships any less. I just, the importance of like hanging out and reaching out, I just never had expectations because I, I think I let my friends do all the work to be quite honest, which is never good. Um, so I think as I've gotten older, expectations from a friend are just, um, honestly, like, I, I guess just being an open ear. Yeah. And also, I, I really, really value um, people to kind of, my good friend, only my close friends, I wouldn't do this and expect this from other people, but to really tell me, um, tell it to me straight when yeah. I'm being crazy, when I'm being, um, uh, when I'm, I'm not being wise. Um, I, I really value that and I, I, I would only let my close friends do that, but that is a, an expectation or what I see a healthy relationship, a healthy friendship, uh, looking like. So I guess those would be the only two things. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think, I think there's a difference between like, you can have a lot of acquaintances, so you right. can have a lot of people who who are your friends, but you only probably have a handful or maybe not even a handful of people that you're like, that's my friend that I can tell everything right, to. Like, right. you know, I feel like you almost – I don't mean this in this way to sound like you're leaving people out, but you have a category of friendship in a sense of like you love everyone, right. but – you know that you can share this part of your story with this person right. and you th- these people you really have a great time with, but you know that you probably couldn't share that. Um, right. And so you kind of navigate that as you go and you set up those boundaries, I think. But I would say, wise, yeah. yeah, and I would say like I love what you said about call, like being able to have the friend, the real friend that can call you out. And totally. I, I just – that is such a tricky thing because – if you if you're in if one person is the friend that is like I want that and the other person's like I don't know if I want that that can be like mm-hmm. that tricky balance but I think when you get to that place in your friendship you're like yeah we can talk to each other you right. know like that when you establish that trust and yeah you know once you, right once you have that um I, I don't know once you have that trust like you said I would also say, if you don't mind me going on no, a, go ahead. a different route with the expectations thing, um, I think sometimes we can damage relationships when we have too high of expectations for our friends. Yeah, that's good. And the older I've gotten, the like I, I remember when I first realized, like, okay, these relationships are really important to me and valuable, like I said, in the college um, time. And I started being like, okay, well, these are, like, uh, you know, my friends friend needs to be available, you know, when I want them to be like at all times, you know, I just had these unrealistic expectations, I think, as I was um, beginning to understand friendship. And, um, and I just, uh, the more, the older I've gotten, I've realized we just can't have too high of expectations um, of our friends, or it can, it can really like damage the relationship, you know, we can't expect our friends to to be available always and when we want them to, like they have their own lives. And, um, 
I, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. No, no, <laughs> no. To say, really. <laughs> that like that that pierces my heart because I am. I know that I have in the past. I mean, even sometimes now, I think it's the part of my personality is like I want to do these things for my friend. And I don't do them because I want something in return. But if I don't get it reciprocated, do I kind of feel a little bit hurt by it? Like if the shoe was on the other foot, oh, I would have done that for them. But I shouldn't expect them to do it for me, you know, because I think that's hard, though, because when I do that, then I get really I can get really hurt, like offended by nothing that they even meant to offend me by. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I and I think a big part of that is just knowing your friend, like what their like what their gift is, um, and how they show yeah. love, and yeah. understanding that and respecting that, honoring that is um, is really good. And so so your expectations aren't off, you know. So you're not expecting them to to be hanging out with you all the time. Maybe they have lots of encouragement. You know, those five love languages. I think. Yeah. Uh, I forget. Yeah, isn't that the name of the book? Yeah, the five love um, languages. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that that is really important and really, really valuable when it comes to friendship is just understanding who they are as a person and how they show love and how, um, and how you show love isn't always how they do. So you can't expect the same thing. Yeah. And I think just like what you were saying, right. And I think your first point of that, like having the open ear will allow right. you to really, because I've been in, I feel like I've been in friendships before whether they were like I would I don't know if they were more like acquaintances and we were becoming friends and getting to know each other but where you feel like you're listening really well but then when you're talking to them they're not really listening very well and that if you're not careful like can you can harbor bitterness because you're like wait I just sat here and let you pour out or tell me everything you wanted but then as soon as I say something it's as if it's it's like you're already churning in your head what you're going to yeah. say next. You're not really listening. Yeah. And so I think you're right. I think you get to know your friend by being an yeah. open ear and really being attentive to what they're saying. Like, I'm going to shut my mind down and I care about you, so I'm going to listen to what you're saying right now. Whether I think it's important to me, like I'm still going to listen to you, you know? Yeah. Um, Definitely. that is like super, that's like probably we could just wrap it all up on that because it's like <laughs> just being a good listener, I think can really take your friendship to the next level and can Absolutely. really just do something pretty amazing in your friendship. Just giving you that trust level and ability to, you know, yeah, as a friend. So flourish, yeah. yeah, right. So I, I, I definitely agree with that because I struggle with that myself in friendship. I know it is hard, but I do want to bring up a story. So the great thing about this is because Megan and I have been friends for so long and we've been through. No, it's me. Don't worry. It's against me. So I'll no, no, I don't have any problem saying this because it had forever changed my heart. I think I've told you this and you didn't even remember that you did. You said this or whatever. But I'll never forget, we were in college. So we've been friends for a long time. And we're the friends who trust each other. Like, we're the friends who tell each other everything. Like, we're those friends. And so, I don't know. We had been in a conversation about something. Who even knows what? But we were, I'll never forget, we're in that gray forerunner of yours. You know that gray forerunner? (laughs) Toy Tonka or whatever it was called. (laughs) 
And uh, we were driving at the dorms and you were saying something to me and I was coming back. Like every time you would say something, I guess I was like rebuttaling it. Like I always had something to say back. Not necessarily uh-huh. negative, but just I didn't let you just have your say. Like I had to say something right. back. And I will never forget, you looked over at me and you were like, do you always have to have the last word? Can you just not say anything? And and it wasn't, you weren't mean. It wasn't like that. But I remember in that moment, like something in my heart just checked and yeah. it hurt me, but it hurt me to change. Like it was a good thing. Like it was something that I needed like to be told it was something that only a close friend could call me out like that and it actually be something that would help me to change so it was like the holy spirit was like this is the moment where you're not going to be this person who just always has something to say you're going to listen and and even if it's not exactly what you would do or exactly how you would say it or whatever you're going to be like okay okay and that's it you know and I I've never forgotten that and in the best way because it has changed the way that I view things in the way that I listen because I I genuinely want to be a good listener as a friend you know and I don't want the other person to feel attacked because that's never my heart and so I feel like though in a lot of relationships that's what we do because we have this innate desire to be like the winner like I want to be the one who knows everything you know yeah and um so I'll literally never forget that (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness I think I blocked because I remember it being a kind of like a an argument yeah uh and we didn't really we didn't fight too much no I wouldn't say um Uh -uh. so I think I blocked that conversation (laughs) it was so like something so new to me as a friend um just having an an argument which is totally healthy totally okay absolutely in the the right way um but yeah that's funny but it made me actually think um because I do like I remember like like us fighting or whatever that time and like and other and other friendships just having this like you know these moments of like okay, I don't like what this person is doing or being frustrated with them. Yeah. And it was just making me think how um, in the past I've wanted to almost give up on those relationships. And yeah. I ha- some of them I have, to be quite honest. Um, and I think it was just a very um, rash thing to do. I think that we can give up on relationships too easy sometimes. Yeah. I guess maybe if you're more, if you're more like me um, where – I don't know, relationships are almost, it's taken me a long time to value them as much as I do now, you know? Yeah. I think that um, it, it would be easy for me just to be like, nope, okay, I'm writing you off because you didn't meet my expectations, mm-hmm. you didn't treat me the right way, you didn't whatever, whatever the case may be. And so it would be so easy for me to write people off, and I have done that in the past. And, um, and I look back now and I'm just like, man, I don't ever want to be that friend that gives up on people just because they do something I don't like or they're having a rough season. Um, I have to see it for what it is, you know. I have to um, see their season for what it is. Yeah. And um, and still love and give my friendship out of that, even though it may not look exactly how I want it to look. Right. Because it's not all about me. Right. So. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the main root of it is just selfishness like mm-hmm. I'm not getting what I'm I want and they're not doing what I think they should be doing so see you later yeah 
No, no for sure. Healthy. It is. It ends up being a selfish thing. And I also think yeah. I think too it's probably like a defense mechanism like oh, where yeah, we like absolutely. put up a wall because we're like, mm-hmm. "Well, I'm not going to get hurt by this." So, exactly. let me just yep. tap out now before yep. we get too deep into this. And exactly. you know, I know that that can come from probably when you've been hurt before in relationships or yep. you're just like you know, it's just easier for me to just see you from afar and, yep, you know, and because exactly. I mean, I've had relationships as well. I, and probably everybody that listens to this will have had friendships or some type of relationship where their expectations have not been met or in, in you know, their own thing, like they were hurt and yep. and maybe they really were hurt. And to come back from that is really hard. And that's like one of the things that it talks about on here is like recognizing when a relationship is toxic like I'm just not great at now I am but in the past I haven't been great at that because by nature I'm a people pleaser like let me just say like I want everyone to like me like who doesn't want people to like them but some people are just better at saying Mm -hmm. like no this isn't working you know where I'm like no I need this to work for whatever reason like maybe I don't really need it to work but I feel like a failure if I'm not mm-hmm. liked or whatever. Like this is what I battle with as having this people pleasing tendency. And thankfully the Lord has has ch- changed me <laughs> through that because you can't please everybody. That's a very unrealistic, you know, expectation. And you will totally. always assume like if you, if they look at you weird or say something in a weird tone, you'll be like, oh no, are they mad at me? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's just such bondage to live in like that because it's not the way, you know, like you said, everybody yeah. has different personalities. You never know what someone's walking through in that moment. It could not even be about you at all. But you've, you know, people like me have written this whole story about how their friend hates them <laughs> from the word they sent on text message, you know, and it's just, right. it's bondage though. Like it's not, it it's not real relationship. That's like just you walking in your own selfishness and your own sin of just trying to please the wrong thing and um but that does bring me to just asking about like toxic relationships because I think when you're in a friendship it's hard sometimes to or even like it's just like in 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 a dating relationship it's hard if it's really toxic everyone else can see it but you're like no I'm just gonna keep going and so I guess I would say like how do you feel like you have any way of recognizing a toxic relationship, like a toxic friendship? Like maybe it's one thing specifically or a couple things, but. Yeah. So I'd say I'm probably an overanalyzer when it comes to this. Um, like I like, I really pay attention to that kind of stuff. I, I would say I kind of lean, I'm more of a, which again, this is not a great thing. It's not a great quality. I told y'all she's great. She really is great. <laughs> Person, I swear. Um, but I tend to be more of the critic, um, or just. Like, this is why I chose Megan because she's very honest. That's why I love you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just I, I I I've always been a little bit more like I have to work to be positive. I have to work really hard at it, and um and so I I can see things like coming to the surface. I think in a friendship or not coming to the surface. What am I trying to say? Like I can see when um, things are becoming too toxic like I just am very I try to be very aware of that yeah just the wisdom of God and discernment like I'm always praying for that um and so I just when it comes to toxic relationships like so one thing that I 
Okay, I, I do have an example. I was trying to think of like times <laughs> that I've had a toxic relationship or whatever. Um, Everybody loves Megan, so, so it's very hard. <laughs> well, so I uh, – well, thank you. Um, so I have a, a relationship who I still uh, – I'm good friends with, but I – there are things that are trigger points in our conversation um, that they talk about a lot, or this person talks about a lot, and um, and it's it's a very it brings up a lot of negative emotion. Yeah. Um, and they like to talk about it like a lot, and so and I noticed that, and so but I love this friend, and I don't think that um, you know unless it boils over into every aspect of our, our relationship, I don't think that I would just give up on it, but. Um, I just tend to, for certain things, um, I don't bring that up in conversation, like uh, the things that are trigger points for them. Yeah. Um, I, I avoid that conversation just to keep it healthy because, and I, and I do tell them flat out like, Hey, like, yeah, I noticed that you're, you get really negative when we bring this up, like uh, this, these people up. And so I think it's probably best we don't talk about it. Yeah. And so just kind of helping them see their, um, their toxic thinking um, but I've never, I, I don't know, I'm, I, maybe you can speak to this more, Megan. I just, I don't think I've ever had like a relationship where I'm like, this person is toxic. Like I've had, I, I don't know, I guess it's just a blessing. I don't know. I've just had really great, healthy friends. Yeah. So I can't think of like one friendship where I'm like, okay, this is too toxic. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's totally cool. Like, I think, I think the reason that you have healthy relationships is because you are so upfront. Like, you don't let that situation go further. So, you, I mean, you do when you see that toxic trigger. You're like, okay, hey, I love you, but like, we can't talk about this because it doesn't put our relationship in a good place, and it's not good for you or for me. And so, I think that that is addressing, you know. I, I think the probably the issue is when we, which would probably be more my problem, <laughs> if I notice something toxic, it's harder for me because I don't love confrontation. And so it's harder for me to come out and be like, hey, I can't, you can't talk like this be, because right, right. I'm the people pleaser. I don't want them to, know, what it's if hard. they, you know, and it's and very it's hard. hard because you don't want to hurt people and you don't want to offend them right. and you don't, you know, and you want to be their friend and you want them to be your friend and all the things yeah. like it's all compiling. So I think that yeah. I think you said it though. Like even though maybe you haven't had some like wretched friendship like some people yeah. have, like you cultivate an environment that breeds healthy relationship and friendship because you're upfront. Like, right. hey, we're not going to be able to do this. And so I think at that point and at that level, your friend or you have the freedom to choose, okay, this friendship might not we know how deep we can go with our friendship because that person may be like, oh, well, you don't want to hear this. Then I'll talk to somebody else. Or So I think it naturally, organically does what it's supposed to and you don't really have to address that too much. You know, and just thinking about that, like I think one big, um, one big, uh, what am I trying to say, red flag would be just feeling heavy every time you're around that person. Yeah, that's good. Um, I would say that's a really... um, that's a red flag if you're constantly feeling like every time you hang out with them it's just as heavy and it's just um negative because it's not always easy I would I would say it's not like um if you have a, if you're in a relationship and it all of a sudden becomes toxic I wouldn't say it's like an overnight thing it's something that's growing and festering for you know for a while and so you might not be able to really see it but it might just be more of like a feeling and just 
feeling like there's just no peace when you're around that person, you're not growing. Those are good red flags. If you're not growing as a person, yeah, um, because maybe you're spending too much time with the wrong people. Um, and a good way to get some like good, uh, I don't know, wisdom about that. If you're not sure is to always go to people that you, other people that you trust outside of that relationship and just say, you know, just ask, say, Hey, what do you, I mean, do you, see these negative things that I'm seeing is this like is this a healthy is this what a healthy relationship looks like yeah you know and, yeah. and not divulging anything like crazy about the other person but just for your sake like is this what a healthy friendship looks like um is this what should be happening and you know I do um as we were just talking I do remember um in college kind of just shifting gears that once I became I rededicated my life to God um when I was in college and so um, I remember there I, having now toxic friendships in that um, in those first couple years of uh, college and just having to navigate you know cutting off those ties that so that, hard yeah it's super hard and honestly I probably didn't do it the best way back then yeah um, but I think that um, gosh if you're trying to walk in all that you want to do and grow in God, I think you just, your closest friends should be ones that are for you, should be ones that are walking kind of, are, are walking down the same path as you. Yeah. Um, and are speaking to your future and speaking life over you. And so that wasn't the case for these friends. And I just, um, they were just, they had complete, a completely different belief system and everything, which is all good. Like I have friends now that don't believe the same things yeah. as I do, but like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna divulge like my deepest know, secrets, <laughs> deep, deep stuff to right. because we're not, we don't believe, we don't have the same faith base, you know, right. we don't have the same um, belief system. So I'm just, I'm very careful when it comes to that. And I think sometimes you just have to step away from certain relationships to actually grow and that doesn't mean that it's forever cut off. You know, that relationship is forever dead. You never know how God's going to restore things. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I just, that no, just good. popped into my head. No, that's <laughs> really good. Talking. No, that's super good. And I think those are hard decisions that we have to make. And I don't think that that means we say, you need to go get rid of all your friends who don't think like you. Um, right. Cause that's not it at all. It's just knowing, like we talked about earlier is like, there are going to be certain friends and seasons that you can tell certain things Absolutely. to and and you love them just like you love the ones who you maybe can't share some of those things with but Absolutely. it's just a different kind of relationship and I think we have to be okay with that because I know for me I genuinely value like interpersonal connection like I value when you tell me something and share something and you trust me with it you know yeah. and so but sometimes that can come off like sometimes that I have to gauge that because just because I can't do that with everyone doesn't mean that that person is less important to me or that they don't like me as much because they can't hear that, you know, or, mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so navigating that is is what you definitely need to do. And I think, honestly, another thing I know for certain for me, just having some friendship stuff before in the past is like, man, just pray about it because friendship yeah. is hard. Like friendship can be really hard. And I think when people are like friendship is easy, I would just encourage you and challenge you to go deeper because yeah. I think that friend, I mean, I just posted about Proverbs 27, which talks about iron and sharpening iron. And like that is what we're called to do. And sometimes that's not always easy. 
And I think that that's Mm -hmm. good. Like, I think it's good that sometimes it's not easy. Um, But I don't like that because I really just want it to be easy. (laughs) And when you pray, when you pray about your relationships and if God does make a way that there's a separation, you have to be okay with that. And that is hard because I've been there. And that's me like, no, I I want them. Like, so I would be the one that would try to go get them, you know, like I want that. And because I just want to be friends with everyone. I want to go deep with everyone. And I want to share that connection with everyone. But that's not the way that we can be necessarily, you know. Right. So, yeah, that's that's all. That's a lot. Because friendship can be tricky for sure. And so I think that that kind of ties into one of the other things that this list that I read earlier in the beginning, if you heard. Um, and I'm just going to do a couple more of these. But this one, what about experiencing envy or jealousy in friendship? Like, do you feel like you've ever experienced jealousy? I know I have. So. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I have. Like a million times probably um I am just trying to think of like um an actual time like just how I've dealt with it yeah um you know I find when it comes to that kind of stuff I mean uh God is a good God and he wants to bless his people and so I I think that the times that I've won I said woo (laughs) (laughs) um so I, uh, I'd say the times that I've been jealous and probably be like, like had moments of jealousy or whatever have been times when there's been, you know, promotion in my friend's lives and yeah. they've gotten a house or, or whatever they've gone ahead. They've gotten more than, I guess that's what jealousy is. Right. Uh, right. Um, so, so sure. I have been jealous a lot. Um, and I learned in those moments, I don't let it go far I honestly I don't I just don't want to be a jealous person so I um it's so unhealthy yeah I pray for um those people like I honestly I'm like I just start praying for those people for God to bless them in more ways um Mm. and in different ways like in different areas of life and so I found that just softens my heart a lot towards the people because I don't want to to grow jealousy and to build a um to build a barricade between me and my friend just because of stupid something stupid where I should be I should be celebrating yeah that person yeah. and um and what God's doing for them and so yeah I like I found that as soon as I start praying for them um God just softens my heart and it's you just can't stay jealous for too long when when God's softening your heart so impossible so yeah, no that's awesome that's how I've handled it yeah that's but, amazing but I've definitely had my moments of jealousy well, yeah, and I can imagine, like, for example, if you were, like, single and all your friends were getting married, yeah. <laughs> like, that would be hard. Or, yeah, your friend got a promotion or a new house or a new car or having babies yeah. and you're not or, you know, yeah. um, all those things, envy or they have followers and you don't or whatever. Like, yeah. it, the, it's endless. And I think that this is another tactic of the enemy to just create division of, like, trying to put a wedge where there doesn't right. need to be a wedge. And I think that you are, you're right. Like, we should all be doing that. Like, when we feel that, we should just start praying because that's yeah. our weapon against the enemy. Like, that's our weapon. Yeah. Prayer is our weapon against that. And, yeah. um, and, and it's just so, it's so goofy when you think about, like, yeah. about what it is. It's just, like, it's ridiculous. Like, what you can be jealous over people for. Like, what I'm jealous of my friends about. And just... 
I, I don't ever want that to divide us up. And I think that um, you're right. Like the enemy will use that um, for his plans. And we're all on such different paths that it's just, it's, it's goofy to, to try and compare yourself to somebody else and want what somebody else has when God's doing his own work in you. And he has so much in store for, for your future. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think I have to remind myself too. Like I have to be like, um, okay, let me take inventory of what I have. Let me take inventory right. of great. what God has given me. So Absolutely. that because it is really hard when you see that and you be, you're you like, is. we get this mindset of like, well, I deserve that. Like right. the reality is we don't deserve anything, but God graciously, you know, gives it to us. And yeah. I think that you know, praying and then just being like reflecting like, okay, yeah. what have you been faithful for for me in my season, though it looks different? And, you know, because I'm with you, I think that that jealousy will 100% breed bitterness and you will become, you will, you will build your own wall and then every yeah. time you're with that person or talk to that person, You'll have like you'll have something. You'll have a chip on your shoulder because you'll yeah. re- you'll just have that built up. Like that's how the enemy works. Not always at once, but like in these tiny little things that just keep adding up. And I mean, yeah. I know that from experience. Like I've been there, the jealous person, and mm-hmm. um, it's just painful because the only person that's hurting is you. And the yeah. other part is, I think that God really did design. And the whole point of even like this podcast is celebrating too with women who are experiencing victory because, mm-hmm. or experiencing blessing or whatever it looks like. Because like when we, when we can genuinely be excited for somebody, we get excited. Like if you've yeah. ever seen, if you ever watched those shit like Facebook videos or whatever where someone's like winning something, you don't know them at all. So you can't prejudge them. You don't have like, well, I right. know that they don't need that because you know them or whatever. You have right. no preconceived idea, but you see this person receiving a brand new car because they deserved because they were poor or whatever. And your heart just wells up yeah. because you're like so excited so for true. them. Mm-hmm. And that is honestly, I feel like when we allow the Lord, like you said, to soften our heart, we can have that kind of joy yeah. in our friendship. Like I want to be that excited when you get that new house. And right. I want to be that excited when you do get promoted and you speak on that stage and I can come like, yeah. I want to be that friend, you know? That's um, awesome. and That's so, so true though. I've never like thought about that. Right. Cause you celebrate people that you don't know. Don't so know because so you have no assumption. Yes. And that's so sad. <laughs> I know. It's really sad. Because we should really celebrate the people that we know. And, um, you know, and that's it. You're right. I think it starts with yourself. You have to pray and you have to just give it over to God. And yeah. um, so that's amazing. And then um, so that kind of just catapults me. I don't I don't know the word. Catapults <laughs> me into the next thing about like friendship. And this is one thing that we struggle with. I don't care who you are. We struggle with making time for friendship because oh, yeah. we do this thing. Well, I know I do. So if y'all don't, y'all are better than me. But do this thing where we're like, hey, girl, we see you're on Facebook. We see you at the store. We see you at church. And we're like, hey, let, we should hang out. And then months go by, weeks go by. <laughs> we don't hang out. Yeah. Like, next time we see each other, we should hang out. Totally, yeah, let's hang out. Like, that same thing. And I really feel like in the last few years that the Lord really has 
really placed this on my heart that if you're going to say something like that, you need yeah. to do it. Same thing with prayer. If you say you're going to pray for somebody, you pray for somebody. In that yeah. moment, you pray for somebody because life does happen. You do get busy and friendship takes intentionality. Like yeah. you have to be intentional. And yeah. so I just want to talk about like, do you like, because I know you're also a pastor's wife. So I know that that um, and pastor of the church. And so you get to come in contact with lots of people and lots of women who probably want to hang out. And, you know, aside from even your close friendships, like how do you find that you have to like put it on the calendar? Like we got to schedule this. Oh, yeah. I put everything on the calendar. Um, I never used I to do that. Do I know. I never used to do that, oh but God. I'm like, it's good. Yes, yes. I have to do that every single time. Every time that I do not schedule something when I'm talking to that person and talking about hanging out, uh, it does not happen. I know. So the yeah. only time it does actually happen is if it's scheduled because there's something about writing it down. Um, there's something about like making, like you said, being intentional. And so, um, and, and yeah, and that's just part of life now. We're all so busy. I hate saying that. Um, but we're all, we are, we all have a full life. Like we all have things that we're doing outside of just relationships outside of friendships. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I'm very like, uh, like you said, intentional about how I spend my time. I, um, I don't know how far do you, I don't know how. Go girl. To, Roll. Okay, I, well, I <laughs> for, I, I try to make sure I'm scheduling like, um, you know, people in church life and everything that, um, that want to get up. I do that a couple times a week. And then I'm, um, with friendships, I, you know, what's great is because most of my like, like strong friendships, like Megan or like, um, a couple of my other really close friends that I would say, these are my go-to people. Um, they're all out of town. Like they don't live nearby me. Yeah. Like it's just, it's stupid to think that we're going to like hang out, you know, you know, every other week. I know. I'm so sad. <laughs> I know. So, but we have Marco Polo. Like right. Right. And so just making that like, um, a priority and like, sometimes I really suck at it. I mean, <laughs> I, and sometimes like some of my friends really suck at it. And I just have to be good. You with have them, 18 you know? Marco and, Polos from Megan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I just don't, I, I try not to um, think too hard on like, okay, uh, my friendships aren't, I don't know, I, I like I was saying earlier in the early part of like, um, you know, rededicating my life to God and figuring out these relationships, I put like a lot of pressure on what should be happening instead of just like, just enjoying what I do have and just yeah. being intentional when I can and when I think about it, when God, you know, puts it on my heart, just following through. Um, but also not being too hard on myself when I don't, giving myself some grace. But, yeah. You know, I've been a sucky friend and I haven't like picked up the phone. And so, um, so yeah, I just, I, I try not to dwell too much on what am I not doing and just start doing, you know, just yeah. start um, being that friend. And because um, I know for me, like that's been, I, I think that my biggest, uh, um, it, it's held me back a lot is not having great enough grace for myself when I'm not doing things the way I want or the way that other people would expect me to. Yeah. Um, Which is even trickier. Like, yeah. What was that? You're, it's even trickier for you in the position that you're in too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
so with, yeah, like with church life and everything like that, I'm just really, um, I'm not hard on myself. Not to say I don't, you know, have expectations and like make stuff, not to say like I'm just sitting at home being lazy or anything <laughs> like that and not caring. Absolutely not. But yeah. um, like I'm trying to always get better in those, yeah. you know, in that, those environments. But um, but just not being too hard on myself. And that's allowed me to be a better friend and a better mom and a better um, pastor to people. And so um, I just, I, I understand that thing, there's an ebb and flow to life. There's seasons that I'm going to be great at this. Like there's just not going to be balance. I don't know what people are talking about when they say balance. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, great for you if it's working on all angles. Like if you know, life, one cylinder is always going to be off the track. <laughs> come and talk to me because that's yet to happen in my life. So there will be some, you know, a couple months that go by that where I'm crushing mom life. Like, mm-hmm. I'm doing great. But honestly, like, you know, I need to be focusing more on, you know, the teens in our church and, like, diving yeah. into that a little bit more. And I need to be there for um, certain people in church or certain friends. And, and so, you know, it's just never going to be this, like, perfect balance that we think it should be. And I'm I'm just learning to be good with that, honestly, and just to listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm not trying to make this all about Jesus all the time, but honestly, like just listening to the Holy Spirit, he'll remind you. And I am constantly, because I am so flighty, <laughs> I am super flighty. So I just forget, I'm very forgetful. So I just, I forget things. So I'm constantly like, Lord, please just, if there's something or somebody I need to be talking to, just remind me of what I need to be doing in this season. Just constantly remind me because um, I'm forgetful. So that helps me. I'm just not being too hard on myself. Yes. It allows me room to breathe. It allows me room to, to be better. Cause when I'm hard on myself, I just don't do as well. Like I just kind of want to give up in all areas. Yeah. All areas. Yeah. So yeah, that was a lot. I'm sorry. That was a mouthful. No, no, no. It's really, really, really good. I think it's super important that you give yourself grace um, and then that you extend that grace to your friends to to be in those seasons as well because you know the, like it's all goes back to the expectations and um, you know all yeah. that and but I do know um, you know with with what you're saying to piggyback is like scheduling is good you're right like yeah. have a calendar and write it down because yeah. what I've also noticed about that is even as a receiving friend if someone's like hey I want to hang out with you talking to me and they're like here let's write it down on the calendar right now when are you available like that does something to me as a friend yeah. it makes me yeah. feel like oh you're committed like you yeah. want to you really want me as a friend like and I know yeah. that sounds really like selfish and like self-serving but I believe it's the same the opposite way. Like if I'm asking someone to hang out, I need to be prepared to be like, okay, when are you available? Let's schedule it right now on the calendar because Mm -hmm. I care and I want to meet with you and we need to schedule it because I've too many times in the past just said, okay, yeah. But now I really feel like the Lord's like, okay, you want to hang out with him? Then you need to do it now. Like let's commit to it now. And we live in a society though that like everybody wants the next best thing. And so Mm -hmm. we don't want to commit. Like we're very noncommittal. And I think noncommittal friendships, people can see through that sheer. Like literally it is a sheer and people can see through it. And your friendships will only go as deep as you will commit to. And committing to even if it's like one time a month like you can commit to one time a month if you are that busy 
you you need to take a break. Like we need to have a podcast on rest because you can schedule it. You can go for coffee. And I know there have even been times when I've scheduled something and I get to it and I'm like, I really don't feel like going. And it's not because I don't want to hang out with him. It's because I've had a long day or whatever. But I'm like, you're not sick. You you need to go. You've committed to this. And every time I go, it is so worth it. So true. Like I get done and I'm like, I am so glad that – I went because I feel better, you know, especially if you're in good relationships, like that built me up and now I feel better than I did going in, you know, and you never know what the Lord can do. Like he can speak to you in that moment with that friend and encourage you from your long day. (laughs) And, uh, you know, can can I add to that? Of course. um, Duh. (laughs) You know, I said it before, I'm like much more of the introvert homebody type. Um, that's what I lean more on um, most of the time. And so I 99% of the time don't want to hang out with anybody, <laughs> which is great coming from a pastor. That's awesome, right? Real I talk. Know, all the pastors are like, amen. It's, it's, I know, right? No, um, and it's not because of the person or anything. It's just simply because I just like like being in my sure. own house. Like I like just yeah. being at home. And so um, – so I, that it's so true. Like just scheduling something, I have to do that all the time or I won't make it happen. And when I do, I am always so refreshed, whether I'm pouring out to somebody, whether I'm, you know, uh, hanging out with a friend and just, you know, relaxing and whatever it is, um, just hanging out is so being with people is just what God intended us to do. So true. Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, it doesn't matter. You were made to, you were created to be in community. And so um, I walk away almost every time, just absolutely refreshed. So like the introverts, you guys could just schedule it on the calendar and you yes. could get together and y'all could both sit in silence, but at least you're together. <laughs> there you go. Or you're you could read books or something. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll feel connected because a you got your introverted time in, you feel refreshed and you got to be with your friend <laughs> that's right oh, oh man awesome. i love that and you know that is like the like one of the things to as we get ready to close this up and um we need to have what this the reader's digest is so funny what they were saying in the list before but one of the last things they say and i believe this wholeheartedly is we need to have IRL in real life friends we need to have real life friends not just friends on social media who we think are our friends like those people Mm -hmm. like our stuff but they're not in the trenches of life with us and I know from experience of so as someone who has suffered with anxiety and depression and things like that like one of the number one tactics of the enemy is isolation and which makes sense because God created relationship. Like first he created it with him and then with others because isolation is the enemy's tactic to destroy us. And so you need to have some in real life friends. And, you know, I I just want to say that if you don't, I understand where you're at because there was a season when I felt that way and I literally prayed, Jesus, would you bring me some friends? Would you bring me some real friends? Like some friends who are going the direction that you see my life going in. Yeah. Um, not just fair weather friends, but friends right. who aren't afraid of 
calling me out when I need to be called out and um, friends who aren't afraid to get in the trenches or just sit with me when I just don't want to say anything or listen when I want to say everything, you know. And, um, you know, I know that even as life has gone for 20 years with Megan and I as being friends, like our seasons have changed. We don't live as close. And so we don't get to hang out every day like we used to. But I know that I could call you and I could tell you anything and you would hear it. And those are the kind of friendships that are valuable. And if you have a friend like that in your life, you need to continue to just water Mm -hmm. that relationship because no matter the distance, no matter the time apart, call your friend, schedule the time to hang out. And if you're wanting to make a new friend, be intentional. Yeah. You didn't you say like start with being intentional, start being the friend that you want to have yeah you know and yeah I like what you said about just praying um praying for those friends and that's exact I remember there was a couple seasons ago or a couple years ago where a couple seasons (laughs) years ago same thing (laughs) like god I really want really good um meaningful relationships yeah are lifelong friends and um and I was like just kind of help me figure out help me navigate where I need to be spending my time and I I just felt like God showed me those people like you know automatically like yeah in the next couple of weeks I was just like these are the people that I need to be investing to these are these are um the relationships that I need to be investing in and so so good and so true and God will show you that love it yeah it's so so amazing and so um Megan I just Thank you so much for being willing to do this as my, yes, like, probably my friend. oldest friend. Like, you're probably my oldest friend. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, Absolutely your oldest friend. And so I felt like friendship was, like, such a good topic because I know everyone has that in their life. And just having godly friendship and having people who are on your corner is just so good. And you've always been in my corner no matter the season. And I have yeah. – I definitely have some relationships like that in my life and I do not take them for granted because awesome. they are amazing. So encourage your friend if you're out there yeah. and um, thank you, Megan, for for just giving us so much wisdom and just sharing your time with us tonight and um, everyone that's listening, like we love you and I just thank you so much for listening to this. If, if this was really encouraging to you or maybe you have a friend who would be encouraging to share it with them, the whole point of this Lemonade Legacy is to just encourage women um, to go together, grow together, to be in relationship with one another and to not do life alone. And, um, and also if you listen to this on iTunes or wherever you listen to this, would you do me a favor and would you rate it? Um, would you five star rate it and, and comment about this and talk to us? So we'd love to communicate with you. And, um, that helps other women, uh, be able to see, the podcast and so that's the whole point of this we want to share encouragement with as many women as possible because no matter where you are in life everyone needs encouraging everyone will need it at some point in their life and it is so valuable just to share love and encouragement with people so um i love you friends i love you megan thank you so much thank you (laughs) love you friends see you next time